live and benched because of our impertinence. It's the Vocal Minority Podcast. Wait, now I got to go look at what the fuck impertinence means. You know, you had time to look that up and you should already know. I'm going to storm off the pitch while Mark looks for that. Oh. That would be impertinent, as I just learned. Oh. (laughs) Going to be that way about it, are you? I see. Yeah, well, dictionary.com is my friend. It's just saying it's your friend. Just it's wants true. you. Just wants you for your clicks. And it, thesaurus. Oh. Thesaurus.com says it's your chum, though. Or you know, mm. I thought it said it was your pal. Hmm, could be mate. <laughs> China. Oh, what sorts of options out there? Amigo, bosom companion. Oh, bosom mm-hmm. companion. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could go for that kind of companionship. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> Mark, yeah. will you, uh, Mark, Mark, I'll keep you a boob of the whole thing. <laughs> Nipples. <laughs> Norks. All right. Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Vocal Minority Podcast. The podcast that loves a surprise league announcement. Oh, my. Um, on this week's episode, we talk about Canada's last match of the World Cup. Oh, until the summer. Uh, review the round of 16 talk some player moves, speculate on a new coach, get hyped by Cincy and DMath, and more. And now to this week's panel. Enjoying his footy vacay, it's Duncan Fletcher. DMath, that just sounds like dirty. Uh-huh. Does it? <laughs> that wasn't the intention. <laughs> that professor loves the DMath. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, what have I done? No. If this D... Is uh, sort of three inches flashed and six inches erect. This other D at four inches flashes. How long will it be when erect? If if one D leaves Pittsburgh at hundred miles an hour, <laughs> guys, this is called physics. I don't know what you're doing. Oh, no. <laughs> That's all D math is is physics. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Will it fit not. within this hole? Will it fit within this hole? Ooh. It's called circumference, Duncan. Good point. Yes. I hope I hope Hep Hamilton has a team and they, they play so in the Eastern sorry. Circumference. I am sorry. <laughs> Good gods. Sorry, go on, uh, Kristen. We have a show. Yeah, apparently we do. I don't know what it's about anymore, but um anyway. Math. Uh both both of his countries are out, but he's still in. Welcome to Mark Hinckley. Yes, it's true. It's true. It's so sad to see. My beloved Huawei, I did pull a muscle. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's it was sad, but to, to see them go, of course, Canada. And then there was that time I did South Korea. That was a good gag. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, <sighs> yeah. I'm very sad for Luis Suarez. He didn't deserve that. No. Yeah, every, every everybody seemed very sad. There, there, was, some, there was there was there was a lot of sadness uh, on the yes. Twitter. Yes, commiseration and and you know, virtual hugs were like it was it was really quite heartwarming yeah. to see yeah. to see how sad and 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 upset everybody was for mm. him. Yeah, hmm. that's what it's what the World Cup is all about, really. Yeah, all the articles so sad to have to say goodbye to a a legendary gentleman of the game. Mm. Indeed, indeed. 
loving watching Richarlison say hello to Tony Welsh. Well, I mean, you know. He's I been don't, delightful. He has been. I don't love watching Brazil in general. That's why I specifically but, but mentioned his, him. His, yes, his, his, uh, his a couple of times, that last game with the little A, whatever it was, a, a baker's dozen of headers followed by a step over and a yeah. give and go. Yeah, he wasn't. The yeah. performing seal routine. Isn't it's pretty delightful. good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, you know. You know. it's, it's okay it's okay i guess it's, yeah, it's, if, you're it's, it's, if you're into that kind of thing i'm more into yeah. racing nowadays try doing that on a cold tuesday night in burnley though mm-hmm. uh, yeah that, that ball go right through your skull mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear um as for me i'm sad about spain but honestly i'm kind of pumped for morocco so don yes uh, I'm your host, Kristen Knowles, and out of the show. All right, as usual, we're a little look back at what's been happening, and we are going to talk about Canada. And they're, you know, they crashed out after the second match, but the third match, we had we had some hope for some for some redemption of some sort. Um, I don't know, redemption in that match, you guys? Of a sort. I mean, you know, Morocco, you know, they they like to let the other team have possession and come at them and, you know, it's not like, oh, my God, they're getting dominated, is it? No, they know what they're doing. Um, so then, you know, especially if you just gift them a goal right oh. at the start and that just allows them to play that game. So, you know, Canada looked quite good in the second half especially. Um, but, you know, I feel like there's very much... Morocco was in control of that match, but yeah, still scored a goal, uh, which is nice. Uh, nearly scored another. Mm-hmm. Did oh some God. good things. Oh, that was so close. It's nice to see that Matt Anthony actually is allowed to play at the World Cup. Right. That's nice. Who, who would have thunk it? Um, no, that might have been useful earlier. But yeah. yeah. All in all, uh, it is what it is. Yeah, it I is think... what it is indeed. I mean, two 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 teams from our group are in the quarterfinals. Yes. I mean, you know. And I, the other I, team is ranked second in the world. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, uh, that says a lot about FIFA rankings and also to FIFA yes. rankings, ha- how they're updated before the pots are chosen for a World Cup. Now, I'm not saying that Canada performed that way only because they had the really tough, quite a tough group. There's, no. que- there's there's questions. There's, there's some tactical there's, questions for sure. Yeah, there's some questions, and there's this. You know, I'm, now's not the time to shit on Canada at the World Cup or anything like that. But you know, you, you watch other teams of their level, level like in Australia or something, and pulling off a couple of wins. And I know people say, "Oh, look who they played," but eh, you know, they played they played some a couple of good teams too. And you, you know, you kind of and you look at the level of players on a roster like theirs and you you wonder i mean but again we're not not really quite at the point of the great look back on what could have could have been should have been but but there's questions i think in that match like because that first goal obviously was just yeah so so un so upsetting because I don't mind conceding goals. Like it's going to happen. I ex- ex- you, well, you expect it, but like 
goals like that are really, they're just really hard to sort of endure and watch. And you keep thinking that, and you know, every, every club, every side, every national team, like every, whenever you watch the game, someone does that, it happens, but to see it happen in your last match and to have that be the first goal. And that's just kind of, you know, like the memory, the sticking point. And it's very hard. Like that immediately sets a tone for the rest of your team as well, right? Like this is what you have to come back from. You've got to shake off, not just a goal, but a stupid goal. And that's harder. But um, I think in, in even given to your point, Duncan, about how Morocco play and, and God damn it. They're, very good it's very annoying um well they were the weak team in our group remember i do Mm. remember i do remember oh yeah easy three points right easy three points yeah totally god damn it we're all idiots um no you know what no that's not fair because we were made to be we were were made to believe this no i don't even think we were made to believe in it i just figured like if you're looking at this just strictly from a ranking point of view you're looking at Morocco's the third highest rank in this thing. Also, too, if you consider, uh, like, historically, Morocco's usually just fodder. And that's no disrespect to them, truly, because you still made the World Cup. You've made multiple World Cups. You know, that's fine. But we're also riding high. Like, this is, there's a couple things at play. Like, we're, we, we dominated the fuck out of CONCACAF, which is mm-hmm. you know, its own which joke. Still, but like, it's still, such but, an accomplishment. I'm sorry, that's a huge deal. But I think to, I think the, I think the thing that, um, now the world has finally fucking woken up to is that Morocco ain't a joke. And like, I know Canada lost to them, and so be it. But like, they looked good. They looked really good. Morocco. That's mm-hmm. not. It's not that Canada were just poor. First goal notwithstanding. Uh, but Morocco did look very good and they held their own against a fairly relentless Spain. So I don't think anybody expected Morocco to be as good as they are and, or deserving of the ranking that they have. I'm completely guilty of that. When I saw 22nd, are you shitting me? Yeah. I completely understand exactly why they're 22nd kind of wondering why they're not higher. Right. So, yeah. you know, I mean, our news, our football news is is uh, filtered very heavily Eurocentric and North American. Like, well, like you have to you have to go digging to find a lot of research on African football. You know, and that's not good, but it's kind of the where our most of our football media, you know, mm-hmm. the general football media is. It's it, it's it's a, a confederation that's uh, you know not paid much attention to outside of maybe the African Cup of Nations, and even that is. It gets a little bit of press here, but not much. You know, you have to you have to go find it. And, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah and, they were overlooked. But another hey. another friend and I, we were we were talking about like that exact thing about you know, there's so much good football being played there, and it, yeah, it gets almost no attention. You know, the the African Combinations tournament that gets a bit, but it's still you still have to hunt it down. And so we're, when the Morocco Spain match was on, we were we were messaging and like quite frankly, cheering for Morocco, um, even though I generally cheer for Spain, but it was like, you know what, fuck that. Let's just, let's just go with this. Um, and the hope that with some of the performances, you know, Senegal and Ghana and, and, and Morocco in this, in this World Cup, that um, maybe 
maybe, you know, Fubo or Dazen or whomever starts picking some of some of their matches up over over the year, you know, like maybe maybe a new streaming platform should be made. Hmm. There's not enough mm. of those. No. Apps. No. I need more segmentation in my streaming <laughs> offerings. I, I need to install another just, app on my phone so I can cast things to my I television just, and I forget just want that to I have pay, it. I just want to pay for a service that only shows the second half of games. Is that so wrong? <laughs> Here's a fucking terrible idea. Go ahead, and make it. Also, a, another rep to get the first half as well, obviously. Yes. Oh, Natch. Yes. I mean, oh, obviously. I, I think that just, I think what I'm doing is I think is I'm setting up a, a you know, a market for competition, you know, mm. this is a, this is a capitalist wet dream here. Yeah. The, the injury time map is where it's at though. That one's, that one's lit. That that, is, yeah. But that, oh, yeah. they, those assholes are charging far too much. Mm, maybe, but I mean, they get all of the, you know, the, the, the tension and the, the resolution you know, all those other ones, hey, you know, you can watch you know, some of the game here, there, some of the game there. You know, you don't really know how it ends. The injury time up, oh, that's the one, you know, you, you get everything. I blew all my money on pre-match warm-up app. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm, reg- move, Tony. I'm regretting it. You should be. There's um, only so many pylons you can watch. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so... So anyway, so that match, there there were some definitely some nice things, again, regardless of how Morocco prefer to play, you know, but to see Canada again, I think one of the things throughout the World Cup and, and this match in particular, you know, sort of their last their last gasp um, at, you know, a bit, a, bit, a bit of respect outside of outside of the Belgium match um, is that they didn't drop their heads and appreciate the the focus and the intent that did continue um still obviously have questions about uh substitutions and things like that stuff we were talking about when we were watching the match duncan um but you know we've talked about some stand-up performances from some of the players throughout the tournament um some of those players uh are going to be rewarded and we're going to talk about that in a little bit or have already been rewarded i guess but do you think like because there was so much with the as the as the qualification through CONCACAF, you know, kept going and rolling and they kept playing better and better and better. And because you know, we went to a we, you know, we were at the early matches where the stadium still wasn't full. Like there was still, but by the end, obviously it was rammed, right? Um, and you know, I've watched the Voyager socials grow over the last year and a half. Um, you know. <laughs> almost 17,000 followers on Twitter. Now I still can't get over that. Um, And then we have, you know, all this stuff. So all this interest, you know, media interest, so much attention from everywhere constantly. It's just nonstop bang, you know, bandwagon is, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a massive thing now. Does it, does it completely empty now or does the momentum from this in that there were, yeah, it wasn't the greatest world cup. It happens um but it wasn't the worst they didn't look completely inept which was nice um but going into the next world cup which is being held here in north america toronto's going to get some games three and a half and change years away um other things happening you know gold cope gold gold cope gold cup this summer the 7-eleven gulp cup (laughs) exactly Mm. Ooh, think of the trophy that would make (laughs) 
It's like big. That's, that's bigger than some trophies already. So yeah, wait till they break away to have a super big. Oh, gulp. hold on, hold on. Oh yeah. Um, Just a matter of time. Anyway, do you think that we that that the team, the men's team, anyway, uh, retains? some of it support some of the new some of the new people do you think we've managed to to grab has 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 the players done enough has the team done enough to continue to have a hold on on the soccer fans imagination and heart i i I don't i think it's like any tournament and it's probably been the same with uh the women after their successes you get that percentage of newcomers who will stick you get the, the you get the big majority who I feel will wait till more for, as far as the men's supporting the men's team will wait until the you know World Cup is on the doorstep again. And I think without the um, qualification next time Canada to get that uh, fire going again for more casuals is probably going to have to try to play some good friendlies and uh, friendlies don't get a lot of interest anyway. So. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. For the men's program, I think you're probably looking at three and a half years before most of those people who've never watched a Canada game come back again. You know, you know, you get your small percentage who were fell in love with it, and that's good. Um, it happens here, but uh, I, I don't think there. I don't think. I think enough what happened in this World Cup to give the deniers the ammunition they need to walk away from it for, until four years from now. Mm. Yes, I'd uh, agree with uh, my esteemed colleague there. There'll be a, a bit of a, an, an uptick amongst the there for every game people uh, to move some random friendly in Winnipeg and whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, there'll be a little bit of an uptick for that, but I don't think a massive one. But uh, I think, you know, by the time the World Cup comes around again, people will be ready to go. Um, if this whole Copa America thing happens, where you know a whole bunch oh, of Concacaf yeah. gets to go and be part of Copa America, and there's actually you know games that matter against you know potentially Brazil or Argentina or whoever, you know that's something that could capture the imagination again. But, yeah. Uh, I think it's still going to be mainly on a yeah, you know sort of big game kind of thing. It's not going to be, you know, I don't know if there's going to be a huge increase in the diehards there for every game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of feel like those who are jumping on this bandwagon, like, I, I feel like the retention that that we're all kind of hoping, at least hangs on for the random exhibition games that happened five years from now when maybe we're in a slump or, you know, it's just a lull in the calendar. It's like, yeah, let's just play Dominican Republic for no reason, you know, and that will draw people out. Um, I hope that's, that's the case, but I mean, I kind of feel like I know optimistically I'm hoping that, you know, footy is just, not just a temporary th- temporary thing in the mindset of the typical sports fan. I don't know if it actually made any new fans. I feel like there's a lot of people who, who probably just think, Oh, this is embarrassing for Canada. Cause like, they just assume that somehow, you know, Oh, we got, we got one player must mean we're going to win the world cup. Like that's how it works. Like there's just, I think there's, there's, 
the casual the casual sports fan doesn't fully have a grasp of what soccer how it actually works to look past well we've got star players right okay then i'm in like it you don't need star players you just you really don't you just have to have a good side but knowing the difference is hard because mm-hmm. if you look at a team that has no stars you know like is that is that really the reason why you're not going like canada could be ranked 30th and have no stars ah oh, but you know who none of them play for barcelona so why would i care like that's not how this works and also there's only like 20 players who get to play for barcelona and half of them are spanish so what the fuck do you want <laughs> so um i don't know i i if like legitimately though if this could convert five percent five percent is a massive number if this could convert five yeah. percent of people to actually go to a pro game of any level it doesn't like mls be damned league one you know league one bc league one ontario pqsl PSLQ. i can never remember the initials i'm sorry but like going just see high level amateur semi-pro football just go just go go to a game if one kid decides you know i i understand that there's a there's a maritime soccer league i'm gonna go check out my the local dartmouth side play against the pei team like that's okay that's good because it means there's an appetite to see where this comes from where this starts from and while these performances are, are are huge, they have to to change the mindset to get it to the growth where we want it to be. Unfortunately, it's like they need to make like five World Cups in a row. And well, and I but I think that's a really good point, Mark. And I I think one of the things that I, th- I think it was when Tony said or something said about like Australia's performance, or maybe Mark, it was you. Um, just about teams who are sort of more at Canada's level who performed better who had better regardless of their group there is something to be said for consistently being there you know it had been 36 years um and to have this whirlwind year and to get thrown into your first thing and 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 that sort of thing i think that's a performance thing but it's also consistency for the for the fan base right like the women have been you know, obviously still having difficulty uh, at, at their World Cup, and hopefully this summer will change that. But they've at least consistently, you know, gotten to the Olympics, gotten to big tournaments, um, been in the World Cup over and over again. So they, they, they're they always, they, they hardly, they don't get to play much other times, but at least they've had, you know, constant tournament appearances and, and and games and you know being in the public eye to keep that fan base consistent because again we talk about this all the time that for years and years and years and years and years the women always outdrew the men the women always outdrew the men except for the occasional big game where it was like oh oh is this the time oh no no it's not um so yeah i think consistency in terms of yeah, appearances and things like this. So yeah, when you talk about Copa America, I think the World Cup being here, I think that's going to help, hopefully. But yeah, obviously, it's not going to be as frenzied over the next while. But I don't know. I think I think we'll keep some of the people. If a lot of new people started coming out to matches and being surprised. And I think that 
will say a lot and whoever sticks around welcome like it's great i, I welcome any and all new fans i think this, um, i think the sport has had another jump in in interest mm-hmm. as in general sure. i'm not sh- i'm not sure i think it goes to what you say about consistent consistently appearing at big tournaments is going to be the difference again that's going to take a long time for the men's side you know you're talking about the next world cup which will be the excuse of oh you're hosting you know so they'll have to be qualifying for the one after that and you know the the other big tournaments and not just showing up making a dent you know and if you could grab a trophy a gold cup or something that would be even more so, but yeah, it's, it's a long process, I think. But I mean, the fact that the sport is always growing is probably a good thing for both programs in the very long run. Mm-hmm. What I looked forward to is the, uh, you know, the, the, the brain trust of the CSA kind of like seeing just sort of what the demand there was for like for jerseys and that sort of thing over the last like fucking year or so essentially after they sort of run out and what have you and deciding whether when the new kit eventually comes out, all right, we need to get a big fucking contract with Nike and make millions of these things and then just not being able to sell barely any of them because it was like the big event and everything. <laughs> but the Gold Cup, Duncan. No, well, you know what they do? They have two opportunities in this coming year because there is the Gold Cup, but the, again, there are, there's the women at the World Cup. So... This is Ooh. this this is your chance, CSA, to recoup some of the millions of dollars you lost in jersey sales over the last year. This is your chance to get something done, and people will throw down money for this. Hi, hi, yeah, I'm exactly, yeah. Hello, hello. I have no money, and I will throw down money for this. You know, um, so all right. Question about and Tony brought this up um, about Canada's group. You know, and when. Was it really the group of deaths because, uh, or the hardest group because they're the only group to have two teams advance? It was a really solid group. Like it was, if it yeah. if it wasn't if it wasn't the best, it was probably the most. Like of had three teams of really well. Okay, Belgium underperformed by most standards, but I mean it was a it was a very a very strong group. Um, it, I don't know how how you quantify a group of death in this. There's been so many. Uh, strange results and upsets, but uh, it was a very, very strong group. And yeah, I mean, you couldn't help but be a bit frustrated when, you know, with the, everything be based, being based on FIFA rankings after Canada stormed through qualification, but then to see its CONCACAF rivals get arguably some easier matches. Uh, it's frustrating, but it's FIFA. What are you going to do? It's the way it's based. It's mm-hmm. uh, it, the FIFA rankings have always been, farcical so yeah not the greatest thing but uh yeah no as far as a group and hold yeah it's a really really strong group i feel mm-hmm. like go ahead duncan no yeah you agreed is a, a strong group and yeah canada um didn't play terribly you know they obviously took it to belgium and did everything but score and you know played state decently against morocco you know yes like I was saying earlier, game states and everything. Yeah, Morocco was pretty comfortable with what was happening on, but they looked okay and, you know, scored a goal, which no one else has done, and nearly scored a second goal. Um, and then, you know, they gave Croatia a bit of a scare for like 15, 20 minutes or so. Yep. And, you know, 20 minutes like, through that second game, Canada was in a qualification spot. And then, you know, it all went wrong and, adaptations weren't made but 
all in all, yeah, I mean, it was a tough group and Canada played okay within that group. So, uh, yeah, difficult to predict what how that would have translated to different groups with everybody mm-hmm. else where mm-hmm. had been able to have Qatar as the number one seed in our group. Then, mm-hmm. you know, that may have, uh, have worked out better, but... I think in in light of um, just looking at the other groups where there was, you know, some stinkers, for example, like Group E, like Germany was just not good. And they're in a group with Spain and Japan and Costa Rica. And had Germany been good, that probably could have been a group of death because Japan also looked really good. Um, Mm -hmm. Also, like Group C, Argentina, Poland, Mexico, Saudi Arabia, like. Argentina did not look super confident, but they finished first. Uh, Mexico didn't do very good, all mm-hmm. all in all, to at yeah. least to deserve their ranking and credibility. So, like, basically, I feel like as the chips fell, that I genuinely feel like Canada's group was ends up being the group of death, not before but afterwards. Because, I mean, if Belgium had just woken the fuck up that would have made a real interesting finish at the end, but they didn't. Yeah. And they could have taken Croatia out with them and they didn't. And I Bastards. really, really wanted that to happen. Duncan, goddamn, thank you for bringing that to my attention. Um, <laughs> but like, like Morocco finishing at top is, is just to me pure. It's hilarious. And I mean, not because it's, Oh, look how crap everybody is. Morocco finished first. Like, no, Morocco deserved that. Croatia are, brutally good team brutally good like just go away now okay stop it and they didn't and and like i don't know i i i feel like if canada was in another group we might have gotten a point and i mean almost any other group just any um i yeah it's just it's just it's not even a woulda shoulda coulda because like at this point, it's just conjecture, speculation, and and you know hope. But like after watching some of those games in Group B, what a baby soft fucking group that was! <laughs> England, U.S., Iran, Wales. Show me four teams that don't really want to qualify for the next round. Like that aren't playing like they need to get there. They're right? everything just looked like what in the fuck am I watching? You guys know these aren't exhibitions. No fire whatsoever under anybody's ass in that group. Unbelievable. So anyway, yeah, that's just yeah. Group group uh, group F. I I full disclosure, complete bias, completely biased was ultimately the group of death. As far as just the, I don't disagree with that, but the just the talking point of well, they're the only team, the only group that had two teams make it to the quarterfinals. Yeah, I mean that was basically just like two really fucking shitty penalty taking teams that they came up against. Mm. It was just mm. two crap penalty shootouts away from two group B teams and zero group F teams. So. Mm. Well, 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 with that, let's, with that, let's talk about the round <laughs> 16 then. That's like, that's excellent segue. Sure. Good job. Um, let's move on. So uh, round 16 is officially over. So it was a very strange day today to not have, World Cup to watch, like thank goodness for Champions League because I I was very confused at ten o'clock. I literally didn't know what to do with myself. I was like, um, wh- what? So round sixteen ended yesterday, day before recording, and 
really other than other than Morocco beating Spain. Um, <laughs> still, I'm still like I, I I've never cheered so hard for penalties. Um, <laughs> during them, I didn't want them to happen. I wanted them to win during the match because I hate penalties. But other than that, are we really surprised by any of the results or just any of the matches? Um, For me, not really, except for maybe the Japan-Croatia match, which was, that was tough. Um, well, I mean, it was and, tough because, you know, the plucky underdog exactly. was played so well. But I mean, the results, no. I mean, other than Morocco, the the betting line won pretty much. Mm, mm, true. And just how much Portugal hammered uh, Switzerland yeah, definitely yeah. surprised me. Yeah, it wasn't, uh, I, was I was not, not expecting, expecting that, that. too. No, and you know, England looked you know, surprisingly competent. True, um, but uh, yeah, you know, aside from that, Australia you know, gave Argentina a really good go at the end mm. there. Yeah, that was, yeah, that, uh, was, that, was, that was almost that was entertaining. Really yeah, um, but yeah, generally it's uh, it's like oh, okay, yeah, you, you guys had some fun with some uh, you know. Fun results in the early rounds. Yeah, it, it's the bigger teams that are winning now. It's yeah, now now it's time to pay attention to yeah. business and just yeah, off you go, little teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I'm yeah. I'm entertainment to be had though. I'm hmm. shocked at the at the U.S. Dutch game. Honestly, um, I'm 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 almost not a, not offended but disappointed that the Dutch <laughs> conceded a single goal. I mean, <laughs> fuck. Um, no, that, there's nothing surprising about these results, even e- regardless of how the games actually played out. Like with the, again, with the exception of Morocco, I pretty sure I could have picked the other seven. So um, now it gets tough going forward. So, because there's some teams that aren't super convincing when they should be. And there's some teams that you don't expect to be convincing and they kind of are. So um, yeah, yeah. It's a, uh, it's 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 starting to unfold. You know the big teams are winning. So pretty pretty much as predicted. Now I will say that, um, yeah, Morocco, Spain, notwithstanding, although delightful, go Morocco. Um, some of the underdogs, I thought, like 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 the Inigal, the Inigal, the England Senegal match, uh, until until the goals started happening, and even even after goals were scored. Senegal was so much fun to watch and you keep thinking about the fact that they were missing like two or three of their best players. Right. And sort of what could have been for them. And just, I just, I really enjoyed watching, uh, watching them play. Uh, But also the France Poland match. The hell was that Poland? (laughs) It was just bad. It was just a bad match. Like that was not a fun match to watch. I did not enjoy that as Maybe much as I like. That's a surprise. Is France uh, France's impending implosion hasn't uh, come to <laughs> not be? Not yet. Mm. Nope. Yeah, they look good. It, yeah, yeah. If anything, they 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 seem to be looking. They're rounding into better form as the tournament goes on. It seems. And and little drama. <laughs> Usually, there's you know drama around their camp and very little. Yeah. Something, yeah, something usually, yeah, has has imploded by now and nothing. So um, I do want, well, it's just because they're so annoying for the most part. Those fucking dances, Brazil. 
Why don't you like fun, Kristen? What have you got against fun? I like fun. I don't mm-hmm. like that they choreographed 10 different dances in case they scored 10 goals. It's called Joga Bonito, okay? <laughs> okay, I do think it was funny that they got the coach to dance. That was actually kind of funny. Um, but anyway, I just, yeah, that's right. I hate fun. I don't like Brazil. I don't like the Fast and the Furious franchise, okay? Um, I mean, again, you know, this is why there's so much injury time is, is looking after goal celebrations. They're just kind yes. of like letting them go and be ridiculously long. Yep. And uh, then actually putting the time on at the end. So, okay. Yeah. That'd do it. The Americans should have done the icky shuffle. Do they even remember it? <laughs> Probably not. I barely remember it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, it's been, uh, but it has been, for the most part, it's been a pretty entertaining World Cup. Like there's, there's been, you know, some fantastic goals scored, some really great performances. A few, you know, we were getting those surprise standout, not in all cases surprise, you know, like the goal from Messi. Like, okay, we should talk about Messi in the Argentina-Australia match though. What a performance. Like that was a bit of a, that was a bit of a turn back the clock. Uh, performance from him as far as I'm concerned and yes obviously I'm a fan but I was impressed because he hasn't been that impressive so far but that match was like oh hello you do do you do okay you still do this all right awesome well, you um, know FIFA's not going to say no to uh, the possibility of an Argentina Portugal final oh my god I was having nightmares about that earlier today <laughs> good lord every every hockey basketball and baseball writer just <laughs> Just screaming over themselves, like seriously, exactly. To write the, the, to write the same the story goat? that they've been dying to, except for a different sport. Oh my yeah. god! Oh, Who's the LeBron James of soccer? Everyone's gonna get tickets back to Qatar. Every single fucking journo is gonna like, no, no, get on a plane now, go, go. Yeah, I keep seeing a bunch of like, things in TSN where well, if it's just uh, like TSN's B team, essentially was on. Well, we're leaving Qatar now. The other. It's it's still going on, isn't it? I know. I don't like. I, I get maybe the their budgets. I just yeah. It yeah, seemed weird that suddenly. So Saint Rick, so Saint Rick says he was he was done. Was like, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He and he Bye. and he and he and Becky are done. I don't know who else on that team are done, but they're both done. Yep. Well, I guess um, they need less rotation, but yeah, you'd think they'd hang around. <laughs> let them hang around. <laughs> like exactly. Like, like come no, on. No, no World Cup for you. And other than the fact, also both of them have been excellent. Yeah, they've like, been great. What a delight. I so happy, so pleased. More get them on more panels, get them involved in more things. Like Toss has got a little more free time now. You know, Becky still has, you know, she's still playing and stuff, but when she's taking time off or when she's got time, get her back at a desk because delightful. Both of them. Wonderful. Yeah, I love it. Real good. All right. Let's move on. So we've got some things to talk about. And we did mention, you know, players getting noticed at the World Cup, Canadian players getting noticed and and getting rewarded. And what I meant by that is um, moves to bigger teams. And the two that have, you know, confirmed moves so far, uh, Alistair Johnson and Ismail Kone. Both Mm -hmm. of them. This is a big deal. Like, and Ismail Kone, like, Rightfully so, everyone's really, really talking about this a lot because this is a meteoric rise 
uh, over not even the course of a year for him. Yeah. But but Alistair Johnston, like like that's 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 nothing to sneeze at either. <laughs> like, that's a, yeah, it's a great movie. Too bad we can't too bad we can't really watch it easily here. But yeah, you know this is like a, a three year journey for him kind of thing right like he's this is this is not he's been slogging away he's he's gone from you know the lower depths pretty quickly up to you know this is kind of cool you know he's off to he's off to celtic now this is great i mean he was in league one ontario, league one ontario. Wasn't he? yeah like three years mm-hmm. ago mm-hmm. you know and then mls and then you know impressed you know again because we've been talking about him i've been talking about him for a while um but because he was such a standout and then to step into the the national team and just do the work and be consistently quite good throughout qualifying during the World Cup, um, like this is this is CF Montreal. They're, they're they're the Ajax of North America. <laughs> well, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and talking about us, the Johnston down to, to to go back to the World Cup, yeah, and you know. That that header against Morocco, like, it's, ugh. I know. I mean, I know. everyone, it's like constantly is just like focusing on just oh, Atiba's header came so close, it bounced down and it almost went over the line. No, so pretty much nobody was ever following up with oh, and then Alistair Johnston managed to head the ball over the bar from a yard out, and you know was he pushed? Should that be in a penalty? Um, I would say yes, he was pushed. It's probably one of those things you'd be absolutely outraged about if he got given against you, but yes. Um, but yeah, I feel like just that's as if it's just completely disappeared and didn't happen. Just nobody yeah, you're uh, right. that's true. talks about that. It's weird. It is a bit weird. There's, there's I like, and, you know, what was this like Canada's big what if moment? You know, yes, sure, a T-bird shot hitting the bar and almost going over the line. But then, all right, we had a follow-up from like a yard out and dude managed to put it over the bar. Yeah, I feel like people talked about it for about half an hour and then let it go. And I don't know if everyone was just like, well, and the and the Atiba thing sticks more because of the mythos around Atiba, you know, and sort of what a story, what a career ending national team career ending thing probably that would be for him, you, you know, that sort of thing whereas Alistair Johnston has years ahead of him um at club and country level right so i wonder if that's part of it but you're right you're right i i did yeah there was a bit of chatter about it and then nothing um but yeah he played uh he played up in vaughn vaughn sc um, mm. so yeah so that's super exciting for alistair Donston. and and that one that rumor were you know that was that came about very quickly and then the ismail kone um watford like yeah, sure. that's pretty, that one came out of nowhere really it, it really did it was like what sorry who where all right so it's a great move for him if, if you look at the kind of young players they've developed who've moved on you know in the last mm-hmm. decade it's it's they've got a good track record not a good record as a club necessarily they're up and down but uh yeah richarlison and this ismail sar and uh, good some good players who've moved who've you know, learn their their English craft there and gone to bigger and better. Mm-hmm. No yeah, offense, I, this is this supporters. is yeah, but this is a this is a Elton John is coming to hunt you down right now, Tony. <laughs> I, I can hear the sequins in the distance. <laughs> yes, I'll outrun him. He wears platforms. 
Um, and then, but the other thing with this, like, like the move, the move to Wofford is very exciting. Like I'm thrilled for him. He's just a, he's 20 years old. Um, but then there's this supplemental thing that people are talking about that it might not just be a move to Watford. Mm-hmm. There could also be a move to Udinese in the summer. Both uh, both clubs are owned by um, the same family. So there's some, I guess, reciprocity between the two. Um, but there's talk that, you know, he's going to hopefully help Watford do some good things and then move on move on move on over sort of thing which is fascinating i mean neither is, a bad, not, neither is a bad destination for his level really oh, I mean, exactly udinese seems maybe like it would almost be better too high but, at the yeah. moment but, but well, i think maybe they'll see how maybe they see how he settles in at wofford mm-hmm. yeah it's uh two very different styles of play to learn too, like the, mm-hmm. the English championship versus Syria. It's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You're learning two very, very different styles of, of or pace and, you know, physicality. It's either, either way it will be good for him as a professional. Just exciting. Like again, congratulations to both of them. Now the other player that's had a ton of rumor, you know, where's he going to land next, where he's going to land next is, is, is Tejan Buchanan who had, Again, such a good World Cup. Um, one of the standout players um, and is just generally delightful and lots of talk about where he might land, uh, you know, see him moving on from Club Bruges. So we'll see what happens there. Nothing has, nothing is actually, you know, no concrete rumors, but lots of rumors of many clubs that are interested in his services. So we'll see what happens there. But it's exciting mm-hmm. stuff. It's very exciting. And, and despite not having a good World Cup, uh, Jonathan David's name is still popping up. Yep. Mostly with Premier League teams. So yeah, interesting there as well. Although I think a um, January move would probably be unlikely. Mm. He's still like, again, yeah, he didn't have a great World Cup, but. No, he's still doing well in France. He's still so. doing well in, exactly. That, so that's why, I don't, that's why I don't think a January move is probably likely because mm, I don't know. In, unless Lille has uh, something, you know, planned. But. It's hard to say with them. <laughs> you keep doing strange things. Let's sell half of our players. All right. Why not? Um, anyway, congratulations to them. Very exciting. Uh, one other quick player move just to mention um, in TFC land. Yes, we do occasionally still talk about them. Um Achara is uh, off to Houston, which I did not see coming. Um, sure. Yeah, good, I guess. Good luck. Love, love Funyuns oh. in Texas. Hopefully you get to play, mm. um, which I think would be the, 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 the most important thing. Um, is he had, you know, he did. It's not that he didn't play this last season in Toronto. It's just... It never sort of really, it was one of those players where it never really seemed to, seemed to gel. Um, and so, um, yeah, Houston seems very excited to have him. So I, it's I, a funny player. He, he seemed old when he arrived. I know. And he's not, he's not, that, no, he's, he's not. not that old. Was, no, he's, he like, he's, like he's, um, 23, he's 25, 25. Oh, okay. He's 25. But he always seemed like from the day he showed up, it was like he seemed like a like some like grizzled veteran. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I it's just yeah, he's a he's a tough one. I never really got a good sense of his um really like of his playing style. But then again, you know, not like last year, but the year before, you know, injury and hit and miss playing time and even this year wasn't consistently given playing time. So it's really hard to to, you know, when he's good, I've seen him do some good things, but when he's lost, he just, you know, he's lost. So he was a Georgetown Hoya. Ooh. Oh, was he? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's unfortunate. I hate the Hoyas. Um, What's wrong with Georgetown Hoyas? Yeah. You don't like dogs? That's, mm. exa- that's exactly it. I, I, I heard have. You, I heard you don't like dogs. <laughs> Look, I have many good and valid reasons for not liking the Hoyas. Most of them are. Probably it's no longer Kimbe. valid because of the coach. What's gone, wrong with What's wrong with Dikembe Mutombo? Absolutely nothing. He is delight. Um, anyway, so you know he signed for the next season with an option for the season after. So really, next year is a proving prove yourself moment for him in Houston. But hopefully, um, hopefully it goes well. So congratulations um, and good luck to you. All right. Next up, next up, we're going to talk about the cheesemakers very briefly, or the snowflakes, whatever you'd like to call them. Uh, they've lost their coach. Mm. Uh, like, and I, like, like at the mall? Yeah, yeah they, I think they, it was they, at the mall. It was, uh, you know, they, 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 they all got on the metro together. They went to the mall together. Everyone came, and uh, he was just not there. Has someone um, made an announcement over the tannoy? An announcement. Mm. <laughs> yes, those are very anointment. Yes. Um, Anyway, so uh, Wilfred Nancy off to Columbus. And part because Joey Saputo is an idiot from, from all reports. But he just found that out? No, no. But like, <laughs> I guess they had some sort of disagreement in the spring or in the summer. And it was never really resolved regardless of what a tremendous season they had. Um, the fact that Nancy's been with the team for over a decade. Um, but yeah, like Saputo made some comments about his loyalty. <laughs> I was just like, what? <laughs> what is wrong with your head, man? You've just lost, you know, two, three really good players. Now you've lost your coach that did a tremendous thing with your club. I just, it's just sort of funny to me. So like, it's typical. It makes, it makes it easy now. We don't have to like Montreal as much because a lot of the good things are leaving. So it's fine. Um, and now he's off to Columbus. So fuck him. But uh, yeah, yeah. He's, uh, he's off to Columbus. Uh, I don't know how long his, his deal is, but yeah, there you go. Congratulations. Well, uh, for Nancy, for, Getting the fuck out of the club you've been with for over a decade. I don't know. It's just, it's so, it's so interesting. I, I just, stuff like this is fascinating to me, but I will be curious to see what he does with Columbus. Um, I don't pay much, I haven't paid much attention to them lately, but what's their young player contingent like? Cause Wilfred Nancy, he likes, he likes to coach up young players, right? That's one of the things he's sort of known for. Yeah. I don't like this at all. I mean, I'm happy for Wilfred Nancy. Full, full disclosure. But I don't like where this is heading from a widely rumored 
outcome for a new coach. Uh, yes, I hadn't meant I hadn't brought that mm, part up yet. Yeah. Um, oh, should, should, should we move on to that part? Does anyone want well. to talk about Nancy to Columbus first? The fact that it might make them good? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, um, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I, All right, I stopped so, caring about the Trillium Cup about six seconds after they announced it. So whatever. Good. So the the other, really the real reason for bringing this up, other than I still do find it interesting that Montreal continues to find ways to shoot itself in the foot. Um, this is just Club another. Cl- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, another classic example. But the rumored um, replacement coach for Montreal is, is, is someone that we're, we're all pretty aware of. Um, we've, we've talked about him a lot. Um, and that's uh, Bobby Smirniotis of Mark, Mark Hinckley's Hamilton Forge. Um, yeah, this is, this, is, this, is getting, this is gaining a lot of traction, apparently. Like at one point in time yesterday, it seemed like the announcement was seconds away the way everyone was talking about it on Twitter. Um, Mark, have you, do you have any insider knowledge for us? Absolutely none. Okay. Not a goddamn thing. Damn it. Now the weather. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I mean, I, I think it's awesome that if this is true for Bobby's sake, this is this is incredible because this is kind of like the the next step in. I don't want to say validation because that's not fair to his accomplishments already, but like to be able to be the first coach that goes from CanPL to something higher is awesome. Um, it's a good thing they never gave him that that coach of the year award, though. God, that would have been stupid. Um, that being said, um, I hate it. From a selfish, of course, large point of view, because he's got a system. The system works. He demonstrates this almost for entire seasons. And now we got to get train up some other asshole. I'm sure whoever we get is a delightful, knowledgeable human being who's amazing at what they do. However, devil I don't know scares me. And the devil I know is a fucking legend. So yeah, and I mean another like, aspect of that. I mean, you look at like what he did when he like came to Hamilton. So many people that he already knew and had worked with from Sigma, kind of he brought into the team. Is this going to lead to an influx of now Hamilton players going out to join him up in Montreal? And again, hey, that'd be you know good for good for them, good for the league, but is. Is this, Becker, uh, back in MLS. Is this how of, uh, you know Hamilton sort of starts to exit? It's like early MLS, DC United, all conquering sort of monopoly, not monopoly. What's the word I'm looking for? Dynasty thing. It's going to okay, yeah. They they sort of slowly get down and then end up being a bit of a shit show uh, team. And is this now the start of Hamilton's transition into that? will be entertaining in a way. I mean, mm-hmm. it's bound It's bound to happen. Like, honestly, just, you know, either the talent runs dry, the scouting doesn't work, or people just leave. So if, if, uh, if, uh, uh, it, I think, I think four seasons is a pretty good dynasty amount of time as far as pro sure. sports goes. So, um, 
yeah, I, I don't, I, I, I don't know. I'm until that press release, press conference happens. Um, maybe Joey Saputo will screw this one up early too. Who knows? Mm. Out, there's also that. So, well, and Bobby's a time. strong, like Bobby's a strong personality, right? Like Bobby's not a shy guy. Um, so I'm sort of almost salivating over the thought of him telling Joey exactly what he needs for the team kind of thing. I'm like, I want to be a fly on the wall for that conversation, please. Um, anyway, it'll be interesting. So we'll, we'll see if it happens. Like it's like almost every season since Campiel started, um, people talk about him jumping to MLS. It's hard to get that. It's hard to get cheese smell out of that beard. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Uh, Yeah, you know, it's it's a gamble for Montreal to be your your MLS of place uh, starting point in MLS. It's okay. Enjoy. You worked out for uh, Wilfred Nancy. He's moved on to better things. Mm -hmm. Uh, But how many other? Of their coaches, yeah, I guess Jesse Marsh was their coach, wasn't he? He's done well, so yeah, yeah. It's there's there's opportunity there, I guess. Probably doesn't have a lot of time to get it right, but if he does, it could wasn't, work. Wasn't uh, Thierry Henry the assistant with Belgium? Ah, yes, indeed, indeed. Oh right. Yeah, it's 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 practically a uh, doing well it's, it's practically yeah. a breeding ground for world class yeah here we go yeah a, a launch pad for all sorts of people apparently yeah. marlon biello was was he a uh was he one of canada's like, assistants i feel he like was. he was involved he at is some point. yes okay. he still is okay. yes no he was all a right. Cup. Yeah. there we go huh. well, there we go this is all right. never mind Bobby's- Bobby's Go going to Bobby. be coaching. <laughs> going to be coaching Greece at the twenty twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah. Save this podcast. Oh, anyway. All right. Um, and now let's let's move on to what is honestly is the biggest and surprise, most surprising news of of the week, um, and that is the announcement by Christine Sinclair and Diana Matheson of an impending Canadian women's soccer league. And this literally came out of nowhere. There was not a whisper of this until the day of the announcement when early on the day was like, oh wait, something is something coming about a women's league? Like is something, what? They kept this under wraps for six months because that's how long they've intensively been working on this behind the scenes, lining up investors, business plans, sponsors, clubs. But like, this is not the sort of thing that generally is that that generally stays quiet. So this is the, I, this is the part that really fascinates me. Um, is it because they are just that good at keeping a lid on everything? Is it that? No one cared because it was women's soccer. Like, and I hate saying that, but um, anyways, so a women's league in 2025, eight teams to start. They have two clubs, so two cities that are on as, you know, organizational structure for which they're going to place a club, uh, the Whitecaps. We're going to talk about that. Um, and the Foothills, 
which doesn't surprise me actually at all, considering Steph LeBay is also, well, she's involved with the Whitecaps. And anyway, um, Air Canada and um, what's the other sponsor? CNBC. Mm. Like two massive sponsors. Like, I'm sorry, CanPL could only dream of those as sponsors. Um, already lined up. And yeah, mind blown. They have no, this is not, in, you know, they're not being run by the CanPL. It's got nothing to do with the CanPL. This is independent of that. Um, they are also doing this, you know, this isn't something that the CSA started. Uh, they had gone to the CSA, I guess, over a year ago, made a presentation um, and were basically sort of told, well, we'll think about it kind of thing. And they decided that wasn't a good enough answer. And uh, now they're apparently still have a good relationship with them. Um, talking about, you know, expecting um, sanctioning by by the CSA because they will need that um, eventually uh, in, in by 2024. But they intend to announce the rest of the teams uh, or the cities next year. Um, it's all incredibly exciting on the like the over the overarching like this is this is wonderful. We've been asking for this. They've been asking for this for you know a decade easily, if not longer, um, to see. And, and like the response from current and former team members uh, on social media, the excitement. Uh, Janine Becky on one of the TSN broadcasts when they were talking about it, she's just like, she's thrilled. She's, 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 she's like, she's like, I could finish my career in Canada. Like I could come home and finish my career. You know, like she's so thrilled. Um, but anyway, I realized I just talked for like five minutes, but I'm very excited about all of this. And um Gentlemen, initial reactions to this really exciting news. I'm, for one, am surprised that they didn't get a huge grant and then do like a study that took a decade to publish <laughs> and then wait another three to five years to actually do anything about it. I thought you were going to say you weren't surprised that they stuck their fingers in their ears and went na 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 na. No, I, I what I I, th I think what it what it is is like the amount of money that was sunk into the viability of a men's league and Diana Matheson, legend of on so many fucking levels, mm -hmm. literally whipped a, whipped together a PowerPoint. And six months later, boom. And I know it's not that simple. I'm sure she'd done a ton of work beforehand. But like, instead of waiting for somebody else to show the fuck up and make a men's league, like, or like they did a men's league, she just went and ma made a women's league. And I'm, it's oversimplification. I know that. But I would want her to be the president of the CSA anyway. Because she's amazing. Uh, excited. Well, to put it lightly, after I, I, we, this was discovered, I've already, I'm pleased to announce here on this podcast that I have permission to have a third season's ticket to a soccer team. Now, if, they better be close by. Like, I'm not buying, like, Ottawa tickets. Fuck that shit. 
but I'm I'm looking forward to this. I'm genuinely fucking looking forward to this. And I hope there's a team in Hamilton. I'm not not optimistic, but I'm hoping that there's a team in Hamilton. This is amazing. Yes, uh, agreed. If like everything that's in the plan ends up being, okay, this is how it is, then yeah, that would be fantastic. But you know, right now, it's uh, a very good business plan. Uh, it's a fantastic idea. I love that they're aiming to that high um, and, you know, good plan. And this has been, you know, a really good like bit of hype for that plan. But I mean, it, I mean, it depends how much exactly is actually nailed down behind the scenes for other things beyond two clubs. I mean, are you still trying to find those people? I you where exactly is the uh you know the money for this going to be coming from are the people there that are actually going to be doing it you know they were talking about looking for six thousand to eight thousand seat stadiums do those exist i mean i guess there's a couple like hamilton victoria would uh you know fit in that sort of size but you know are there like a bunch of those that sort of size stadiums like ready to go? I I feel like there's still a lot of moving parts to this that kind of have to actually happen for it to be, you know, oh, holy shit, this is amazing. It sounds amazing. It's a good plan. It, it looks like it's going to be, but I'm not quite sure it is amazing. Well, keep in mind, yeah. it's not launching next year. It's launching sure. in two years like that's yeah they got a week that campiel campiel got up and going in a pretty rapid amount of time with not nearly as much lead time as these guys are giving yeah i'd say i'm kind of on the wait and see with duncan to see who's behind all the clubs um this is a tremendously hard country to start any league in because of the size and everything like that um I think the difference between comparing it to KMPL is their goal to be able to match the salaries of uh, what women are getting playing for established European clubs and things like that. Mm. Yeah, like that's coming, the, coming, the coming, coming, part of it. They, they, and they, right. are, they are stating outright that it's lower level ones. Like they're not trying to match, you no, know. I know that. I know, but coming right out and saying that yeah. they want to be able to, to give that, it, it, it's, it's, it's a lofty goal. It's a great goal to have. Um, yeah, it'll take a lot of deep pockets and a lot of persuading people who have existing contracts, you know, with more established leagues and clubs to take a chance too. So, yeah, no, I mean, listen, there's, if it, if they can pull it off, there's not a negative here. It's just, uh, it, it all, it, the devil's in the details. It's all depends who's, you know, getting all those clubs lined up and mm-hmm. the right people, and the right facilities and all that stuff. But yeah, hey, if 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 the KMPL can still be here, there's no reason why it can't work. Yeah, and as well, you know, it's kind of getting public's buy-in as well. I'm sure, you know, the CPL's business plan didn't anticipate York playing in front of probably less than a thousand people four years in and mm-hmm. Edmonton being dead four mm-hmm. years in. And, and two teams in British Columbia. Mm. Before there was but, a team in Quebec. I I I you know, love the plan and just like how 
ambitious it is and like how high they're aiming, you know, freaking good for you. But, you know, I'm not like, oh, fantastic, this is amazing. I, it sounds like what they're plotting, if it turns out that way, it would be, but there's a long way between here and there. But, you know, oh, sure. This is a, I... a good, just like, launch, a good, like, bit of advertising and hype and all that. So, yeah. I do think it's funny. Um, the uh, some some people who are like like oh, you know let let the let the men have their moment. They just got out of the World Cup. Why 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 are they announcing it now? And I'm like, because everybody is talking about soccer in Canada. Mm-hmm. What else do you want them to announce it? The men right. aren't still playing. They're, I don't think I don't think that done. there's there's been a couple of those comments, and I don't think this one lands there because it has nothing to do with the World Cup club level it's different of course it doesn't have anything to do with it tony but the i'm just saying this is pushback that you see and we hear i have seen and heard it so um but i think like good well well done to pick now to announce it because this is when everyone's talking about soccer in canada and plus the women's world cup is coming up in eight months um like lots going on plus they have the olympic qualifier in the fall um that's going to be here that's going to be tremendous. Um, so tons of exciting things happening in that time frame. I think, yeah, it, I definitely want to see what gets firmed up and decided um, over the next six months. And that's basically how they've been, how they've been talking, um, that they intend to have this, that part of it more or less sorted out, I think, before the Women's World Cup as best they can. Um I think I'm not surprised that Dinah Matheson is the driving force behind it. You know, she's been, she's been very vocal for a long time. Um, and she, you know, very, de- you know, has been very deliberate about her, pa- her post soccer path, um, you know, going to business school, which again, lots of athletes do this, but this, you could always, you always sort of knew that this was like the focus for her. Um, was something like, you know, being involved in this or getting something like this going. Because again, she's been incredibly vocal, um, hasn't, you know, hasn't wavered on that and has been trying to learn as much as she can. So I'm not surprised by that. Christine Sinclair, like, great to have the GOAT on board and and speaking for you and involved in the the Project 8 group. Um, And then... Well, Steph Labay came on board because of her involvement with the Whitecaps. And this is this is the part that some people struggle with. I've I've been struggling with. I've been sort of going very back and forth on this. I've gotten lots of messages from people. Um, what do you think about this? Is this good? And I and my I don't know. I find it like obviously the Whitecaps, uh, the whole Barbarata situation, um, how they very poorly handled it or didn't handle it at all. They, they let a known predator stay, stay coaching uh, BC soccer, the white caps organization, the Leonard doozies are still there. You know, their apologies or their statements have been, have fallen short of, of adequate. Um, and so we all sort of raised eyebrows a bit when, when Steph Labbe went there to be the director of women's soccer. Um, and now this, now to have them be, sort of the the flagship club that is involved in in the, in the women's league and there's there's two sides to it well there's a gazillion sides but it's whether this absolutely should not be 
someone that they're involved in because of past happenings. Um, or you take this as an opportunity to fucking use the club, but also to have the club make some sort of meaningful, real contribution to women's soccer as a way to start reparations. Um, and if you hear, if you've watched any of the interviews, especially with Diana Madison, because again, she's the chief spokesperson, um, talking about um, safe sport, obviously, you know, players involved in the NWSL, everything that's been happening there, um, and having, you know, representatives from space sport, uh, you know, consulting, all sorts of different things to have frameworks in place before the <clears throat> league even starts um, to make sure that the, the players are safe, to make sure that things are done right from that aspect. And yeah, I, I don't... I don't have a good answer for this for me personally. I, I'm, I'm honestly struggling with it. I'm super excited about this league. I'm very excited that Dinah Matheson is the one that's driving it. Um, I think they've got a really good plan. And yeah, if they get everything lined up, it's going to be fantastic. But I struggle with the fact that the Whitecaps are involved and whether, you know, how long do you, how long do you, give them grief or do you give them an opportunity to make a change and to have a positive contribution? I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, it's like you said, it's one of two ways. It's you either give this existing football um, infrastructure that they have in Vancouver, the chance to make a very positive contribution and, and prove to everyone that they've listened and learned and use their um, existing infrastructure to help create something good, something positive, or they're conspicuous by their absence in a league that, you know, will be, looks like it will be drawing on existing clubs. And then it's, and I'm not, this is not that it's like, who cares about, you know, the impact on the uh, Vancouver Whitecaps, but if they didn't get involved, then it's like, oh, look, look at the Whitecaps again, not doing their part for women's helping soccer. women's game. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think there's an easy answer. Um, they've had a terrible past, but if they are looking, you would think with someone like Labe, you know, in charge of their women's program, you would have to trust her behind the scenes knowledge that maybe things are in a better place and perhaps this is their opportunity to and not to erase the past but of to course not to make a new path forward using what they've hopefully learned and putting their money where their mouth is which is mm -hmm. when it what it you know a lot of it always comes down to with canadian soccer that people aren't willing to do that yeah i feel like this is a this is a bit of uh, a healthy dose of rehabilitation. And I don't, and I mean that altruistically, I mean, at the end of the day, there's still a business and that, that, that wants to be a part of a, a community, be it, you know, a theoretical one or an actual one, like theoretical meaning like uh, a, a women's professional soccer community. Like I know it exists, but I mean, not in Canada and specifically not in Vancouver. They want to create something. So, if they're going to be on board for the ground floor of this thing, why not? Um, not to say that 
that they should be absolved of all their past sins. But I feel like enough time has elapsed and enough meaningful movements as far as personnel. Like I, I can't imagine, I can't imagine Steph Labbe or anybody else, any, any former women's national team player would take that job and without being absolutely assured that the nightmares of the past will not be repeated. Well, so that's the hope, right? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like, I mean, I, like it's, it, to me, it's almost like, well, how naive is everybody if that's the case? And that's not, that's not a slight, but like, I feel like Vancouver probably has um, a much shorter th- rope mm-hmm. than every other professional club in Probably, probably in North America, definitely in Canada, uh, as far as what will be, not that any of it's excusable, but like even the slightest, slightest Missed up. infraction would just, would, would decimate their fan base because who wants to be a part of something like this? Yeah. So yeah, it's definitely a good chunk of, of rehabilitation, but. You know, it's kind of like fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice. Shame. And I realized this is not also that's not meant to be some kind of dismissal of past complaints and how they were ignored. I mean, let's I'm going to with the assumption that this is they've reset as much as they can. And this is what they are going forward. Mm-hmm. And if somehow in that reset, they still fall into the same trap, ignore the same voices and repeat the same outcomes that they did then fuck them into the ground, blow the whole thing up, move the franchise to, I don't give a shit. San Antonio sounds like a nice place. (laughs) Just quit football. Just quit fucking football entirely. If you can't do this right a second time, you can't do it right ever. So, um, the one thing I will say that I do like about it is that I feel like it, certainly puts a little bit of pressure on on uh on our beloved Toronto FC and Montreal to how about now you guys want in now we want in pizza now. shops women yeah. mm. women don't eat women don't eat pizza don't He's be silly go. tony bill manning will never go to a woman's pizza shop <laughs> um i believe they're called burrito places so mm. but like just picking another food. Um, yeah, I, I, cause like the, the way that I kind of look at this is that if MLS teams get in on this and foothills, which has its, has its connections to cavalry. Um, mm-hmm. Why can't you eventually realistically see 11 women's clubs before you see an independent one? Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm, yeah. they're all like if you already have the attachments like we have an attachment to mls owners and we have an attachment to uh campiel owners well that is literally well jokes aside it's probably about nine different owners uh <laughs> but it's 11 11 different markets let's put, yeah. let's call them markets then let's, 11 call, them, let's markets. call them cities or regions i'm yeah fuck mar- markets is stupid but like I'm I I I think I I genuinely believe that the first two names that came out were deliberate beyond just the fact that 
here's two clubs that have women's backgrounds. Here's two clubs that have a men's program that's professional already in in place. Yep. So genius fucking move. Just <laughs> chef's kiss. <laughs> Yeah, and to go back to, I mean, just the, the white caps themselves mm-hmm. issue, I mean, yeah, it's complicated, but um, yeah, I mean, it, it's not like this, you know, despite the hooray, amazing, this is going to be fantastic plan that's out there. It's not like this is, hey, Vancouver's being given a reward of some guaranteed successful thing that's going to be bringing in money fantastic. I mean, they are essentially being tasked with helping to to build this thing. So in a way, it could be seen as more of a a chance to to make amends and to be helping to build something. It's not like, uh, Mm -hmm. oh, well, you guys have been shit, but hey, hey, now here you get, you guys have a franchise in this successful league, rich as a weight. This is your chance to watch, you know, if you, put out these like half-assed apologies, that sort of thing. And yeah, you want to show some kind of dedication to actually trying to sort of make it better for, uh, you know, sort of women's soccer or whoever, you know, whatever young sort of players are going to be sort of coming up in the lower mainland and looking for a place to play. And, you know, you can actually sort of make amends and actually do something positive. Then, you know, maybe it's the sort of thing, you know, you can look back in a few years and think, all right, you know, Overall, the White Cups have been a positive, so that's good. I mean, hopefully, it's just like a step along there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, complicated, but holy shit, you shouldn't be giving these guys things, you know, because you're essentially you're asking them to help. Is yeah. the stage that it's at right now? So, you know, they, uh, I guess I'm okay with it, but yeah, complicated, feels dirty. A little bit, a little bit, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully the 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 cleansing is is a good one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I like I like your all of your points about, especially yours talking about the fact that they're not buying into some. You know, it's not it's not MLS twenty years later where you know you just like here have some money take some money you know like we kind of thing right even though mls apparently just loses money every year but who knows um where yeah it's some established thing they are they are taking a flyer and maybe maybe there's you know some pr on their on their side of it you know as a bit of an image rehab but you know it is it is going to be a significant investment anytime things like this always are right so um I'd be curious to hear from, um, you know, to see sort of how the the women involved. I know that I saw, uh, again, interview with, uh, I think it was with Matheson, who said that she'd been in touch with um, some of the players from that era uh, to, to like just let them know what was going on and, and, and to get their feedback, which I think is a really smart thing to do and an important step to take. Um, I haven't seen, I don't think I've seen any outright announcements, um, from anyone like I, I, Kiara McCormick, who of course is the, the lead person, uh, you know, recently testified, you know, um, about safe sport and that sort of thing. Um, very passionate. If you haven't seen, uh, her testimony, I suggest you watch it, but I think, you know, she sort of is feeling kind of similar way 
without speaking for her, of course, but I haven't seen her come out and be like, what the fuck? Are you guys kidding me? So tacit approval or at least not absolute dismissal. And, and again, it's, these wounds take a long time to heal. Some can never fully be healed. Um, but we'll see what happens uh, in, in hopes that this is a positive step um, for that, um, from that one specific place in time and that specific club. Um, and that it doesn't, their involvement doesn't overwhelm the league's existence or launch, right? Like, I think I'm, I'm assuming, again, I feel like, I feel like Matheson and whoever else is involved in this, this project eight investment group that is, that is behind the league. Um, I feel like they're smart enough to have considered this. And again, that's, you know, Steph LeBay's involvement, mm-hmm. um, which is also, again, like I said, one of the reasons that the foothills I imagine are involved because of her involvement with them as well. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, Overall, I think this is a very exciting, exciting thing. Oh, I remember someone else, uh, Sophie Schmidt, posted on her Instagram. She's like, so I can't retire for three more years? <laughs> Which I thought was was funny. Because Sophie's just like, you know, she's just she's just always around, right? And, but also playing some ridiculously good football um, uh, in NWSL in the last year. So um, it's possible. She can, she can stick it out. She can retire in Canada. It's pretty funny. Um, does this does this mean that we have to keep this podcast going until 2025 as well? Oh God, no! That's crazy. Yes. Yes. So, someone's got a new someone's got a new mic and can make her own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, I can't get rid of me that easily. Or if I, I don't know. Anyway, no, but... it's us leaving. You're 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 fine where you are. <laughs> Stop it, abandoners. You've been trying to leave me for like half a decade. So how's that work? It's much you? longer than that. It really does. I know. Probably since like what the fourth show? No. Um, anyway, congratulations to everybody involved. Um, thank you for doing this. Thank you for taking this on. And everyone else, detractors that did not step up to do this basically is what i'm saying not detractors against the league just the people who kept saying oh no no we really need to do this we really need to make this happen we really need to yeah totally we're thinking about it yeah no 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 we totally believe we love women's soccer look look at us we love the women yeah fuck you all and uh thanks ladies what's coming up what's coming up it's the quarterfinals baby that's what's coming up world cup to finish off this week's show um and we have we have a couple tasty matchups here. Um, and I know the one that everyone is looking towards. Well, there's two. You know, sure, Croatia, Brazil, fine, whatever. Argentina, Netherlands, all right, you know. But the Morocco, Portugal, and the England, France matches, like really, that's 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 going to be what everyone makes sure they're home for and, <laughs> and has time off for and that sort of thing. So, because. Um, yeah, there's just it's just delightful. Um, so quarterfinals uh, are on Friday and Saturday. Um, Croatia, Brazil in the morning, Netherlands, Argentina in the afternoon on Friday, and then Morocco, Portugal in the morning on Saturday, and England, France in the afternoon. So, who you got? Hmm. 
tough, right? Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Brazil. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's let's start. Let's start off. I'm gonna go with uh, France over England. Okay. I'm gonna now. Go... One, now 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 the two hard ones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the problem is, is that I want the Netherlands and Morocco to win, and all signs point to no. So, um, I, you know what? This has been a wacky World Cup. I'm all for the wackiness to continue. And if one of them is right, I feel like I'm a genius. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Netherlands and Morocco. What a semifinal this would be. My Look God. I love it. Delightful. Who's next? Uh, I'll just quickly go Argentina, Brazil, England, and Portugal. Wow. Argentina, Brazil, England, and Portugal. England. Something has got to happen. Look at you. All right. Yeah, I'll go with uh, sort of Argentina, Brazil. Should make for a good semi final. Um, I think they would be playing against each other, wouldn't they? I don't know. Um, and then, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think Morocco could take Portugal. That's very possible. Uh, I, I don't buy into this <laughs> Portugal's a brand new team now and everything's going to be fantastic and wonderful um, that was an enjoyable one game uh, <laughs> especially not really enjoyable about Portugal winning but the, 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 the Ronaldo not part of it aspect um, but yeah I, I don't see that them as an unstoppable juggernaut I could see Morocco frustrating them and uh, you know, they can go to penalties and Ronaldo can miss the uh, the decisive penalty um, that would be my ideal. Um, yeah, the other one there, and yeah, let's 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 say England as well. Fuck it. Why not? Why not? Um, Brazil. Even though I'd love to see Croatia advance, but I just Brazil's just really good right now. Unfortunately, um, Argentina. I am going to pick Morocco because I do think that they are the ideal team actually to stifle Portugal. And I think that there is, I don't think it's a, I don't think it's an outlier. I think there's a legitimate shot for them to win this match. Um, and uh, France, because they're just playing some really consistent football. Um, I think England's been a little more up and down. And yeah, that's the that is what I say. Exciting stuff, guys. Exciting stuff. Love the thrilling. Thrilling. When's the uh, when's the next games? Um, uh, next Tuesday and Wednesday, actually. That's the semis. Oh, I'm boy. looking at Friday, Saturday. Oh, sorry. Mm. I already. I sorry. I thought Friday you were talking about the ones. I uh, went Friday and Saturday's game happened. Yeah, I already said that. Uh, the semis. The semis are Tuesday, Wednesday. Yes. You said so. one of the next games. I had already said when. Uh, no one I, I know. I, I have a brand new mic and still no one listens. Uh, no, you. The next games are Friday, Saturday. Um, yes. The ones after those are Tuesday, Wednesday. Yes. Either way, I'm still going to try and watch them all. Well, okay. Definitely the semis because I know 
I can. And I hope nobody thinks I'm going to be productive on Friday. So <laughs> all the best thoughts and prayers. Exactly. Just, you know, out of, out of office reply. Oh no. Oh, I had so many emails. I didn't see your email. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's our show. You guys like, that's it. I have nothing else to talk about unless you have any, anyone else have anything they want to talk about? No, 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 I don't. <laughs> I just want to, <laughs> I just want to, I just want to say, um, thank you, Kristen, for having a new microphone. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. May, may, may it serve your future podcast. Well, stop it. Mm, true. Oh, you know what? I do want to. Yeah, uh, never mind. No, you already closed the show. It's uh, the gates closed. Yep. Um. No. Yes. Just anyway. Never mind. Never Excellent. mind. I'll talk about it next week. Strong ending. Um, yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? All right. That that. Uh, hope you're all enjoying all the footy that's going on. Uh, I hope you are watching the Champions League. Uh, while the world cup has a couple of days off or you should just watch me champions league anyway some great football there and um yeah let's get excited about all the exciting things that are happening in canadian soccer because there's so much good stuff all right that is our show for this week please join us next week as we hopefully who knows maybe we have more exciting details about the new women's league maybe toronto fc will do something who knows maybe more canadian men's national team players will move on to brand new shiny teams and of course we will have the quarterfinal results possibly the semifinal results depending on what day we record uh, i've been joined by the entire vocal minority podcast panel to be found out there on the twitters at duncan d fletcher mr duncan fletcher hello out there on the Twitterverse at Malarkey FC, Mr. Tony Walsh. Nothing else to say. Uh, that's true. Good point. I have reserved comment. <laughs> uh, on the tweet machine at KitNerdMark with a K, not a Q, Mr. Mark Hinckley. Thank you to everybody who continues to contribute to our show's Patreon. We absolutely appreciate it. We still have shirts. You can find those on our Zazzle shop. The link is on our website, vocalminority.ca. And... Um, Go Morocco is a phrase I never thought I would ever say out loud more than once, but here I am. So I let's it. keep going. It's delightful. Uh, as for me, you can find me on the internet. Yes, the entire internet at KZ Knowles. I've been your host, Kristen Knowles. Until next week, Canada, get used to it. And yeah, go Morocco. Mm-hmm.